Thanks for listening to Against the Mat Wrestling Podcast. We upload new episodes every Monday and Friday. Be sure to listen to Uncaged Voice on Twitch or YouTube and listen to the Red Pill Current News Podcast on all major audio platforms every Wednesday and Saturday for current news and special interviews. Here are your hosts, Donny Cage and the Kentucky Guy. Ah, and welcome to Against the Mat Wrestling Podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, the Kentucky Guy. Along with Donnie Cage. There he is. You sound a little like Fred Flintstone there, buddy. You doing all right? Well, I was actually going to, I was going to do the old uh, Jerry thing from ECW, but I decided to not do that. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, I, I'm going to say on behalf of me and everybody else listening, we're glad you didn't, so thank you. <laughs> hey folks, if this is your first time listening to the show, be sure to hit that follow or subscribe button, no matter which platform you're listening to us on. We're on 73 audio platforms, including Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Google Podcasts, and the list goes on. Also, Mr. Cage is a co-host of another podcast. Go ahead and tell him about Uncaged Voice, sir. So, so if you'd like to hear about other entertainment-related, pop-culture-related, gaming- or movie-related stories, check out the Uncaged Voice podcast on YouTube, co-hosted by myself, Jigsaw Jester, and Top Tier Rated. Yes, yes, yes. Check them out. Also, if you'd like to stay up-to-date on current news, politics, interesting interviews, and things of that nature, pop culture, what have you, everything and anything, check out the Red Pill Current News podcast. I do host that. We drop two episodes there a week. Also, we drop new episodes here on Against the Mat, our wrestling podcast, every Tuesday and Saturday. Uh, we we are doing a Sunday show today uh, in light of the pay-per-views. In honor of the pay-per-view yesterday, we didn't want to uh, do a show right in the middle while you guys were watching the pay-per-view, and we didn't want to miss any of the pay-per-view as well. <laughs> also, uh, if you'd ever like to be a guest on this show, you can always email Donnie or myself at OLKentucky, OKentucky99 at yahoo.com. That's OKentucky99 at yahoo.com. Also in the description below, check out uh, our uh, merch shop as well as all of our social media is listed in the description below. All right, so we got, this is going to be a results show, and let's kick it off with a little bit of SmackDown results. Yeah. One, all right so let's go over uh yeah let's go i'll go over three results real quick because we got so much to do and then uh i'll turn it over to you sir uh we have austin theory who actually made fun of sheamus the week prior on smackdown at a match, he defended his WWE United States Championship against Sheamus, and uh, he actually won the match. Now, there's always shenanigans and things of that nature, right, when it comes to Austin Theory. But I do think that he has had that title long enough to where I think he's going to drop it. Well, we're at Money in the Bank again is our next pay-per-view. And everybody knows that's when he originally won the United States Championship. He traded in money in the bank for that title. So I think it's time. I've seen a headline, too, that they've got bigger things planned for him. And he may be dropping the title soon. And I kind of can see that. Also, we had uh, Raquel Rodriguez and Shotzi. They faced damage control, which was Bailey and Eos Guy. Uh, Raquel Rodriguez and Shotzi actually defeated uh, damage control. 
Yeah, uh, I don't know if that was the right win or not. I mean, here, here's a makeshift tag team going against a tag team that's been together, a trio at least, has been together almost a year, ever since SummerSlam last year. So almost a year. And we know that Raquel Rodriguez and Shotzi had a feud not all that long ago. Then they teamed up, split up, teamed up, split up, and, and now you're going to have them defeat Damage Control. Anyways, a new uh, women's tag team champion will be crowned on Raw tomorrow night, and I look forward to seeing Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler take over the division. And then uh, Cameron Grimes, uh, he was on the show again after his uh, quick squash match with Baron Corbin the week prior. He defeated somebody named the Adonis. I don't know them. Uh, defeated pretty handedly. However, he did get attacked after the match by Baron Corbin. This is the wrong road for Cameron Grimes. I think he has a really good main roster career ahead of him. Do not make his first feud with Baron Corbin. Please. Baron Corbin's washed up. I mean, my God, when was the last time he was on any type of pay-per-view? Come on, give this guy a chance. Uh, your thoughts on those three matches, sir? Kentucky guy, you have to remember, Baron Corbin got that monster pop at that house show in uh, France just a couple of months ago, which means there is an audience out there that loves Baron Corbin. Send him to the UK. That being, <laughs> that being said, Cameron Grimes is definitely above... This feud, he's way too talented to be wasting his time mixing it up with Baron Corbin. So I hope that this feud is over very quickly and Cameron Grimes goes on to bigger and better things because he's way better, way more talented than Baron Corbin. I've always been confused by this combination of Raquel Rodriguez with a random partner, in this case Shotzi. Um, I'm not surprised that they picked up the win on SmackDown. Again, there weren't a lot of stakes here in this match. And it's unfortunate for Damage Control to take the loss. I've said it for months that it would just make more sense to have Raquel Rodriguez join Damage Control. But obviously that statement has fallen on deaf, ear, de deaf ears. And she just keeps feuding with them and picks a random partner. So let that be what it is, I say at this point. And let me tell you something. Sheamus is... A triple crown winner, a Grand Slam champion. He's done it all pretty much in WWE, except for hold the Intercontinental title. Um, Austin Theory's held the U.S. title long enough now. It, it, in my opinion, it was time to just have Sheamus deliver that decisive brogue kick to Austin Theory's face and win that United States championship and let Austin Theory move on to his next feud. Uh, Sheamus should have won this match. I am not in favor of this decision at all but it is what it is i don't i don't get to do the booking i just get to watch the matches and comment on them you think that the title uh should have switched hands on smackdown sure why not i mean the title wasn't being defended at night of champions so why not have it uh change hands on smackdown yeah yeah i mean that's a that's one way of looking at it i guess um damage control i have and i want to get your thoughts on this before we move on I, I have, I'm kind of thinking that damage control is no longer going to be a thing in the next couple of weeks. And I say that because Dakota Kai, she's going to be out for quite a while. And I just, I've already seen friction there over the Raw Women's title back a few, few weeks ago with the Sky and Bailey and Dakota Kai before she got injured. And I just, for some reason, I'm thinking that uh, I, I think damage control may be coming to an end. Your thoughts on that prediction? I, I don't think you're far off the mark on that one. I could see there even being a small feud between EO Sky and Bailey at this point in time, especially with Dakota Kai being on the shelf for an extended period with her injury. Not, not to mention, I feel like they've been hinting that EO Sky is going to turn face in recent weeks, especially after that performance at Backlash when she challenged Bianca Belair for the Raw Women's title. So it would not surprise me. And what would be awesome was, would be in a few months, Raquel Rodriguez and her mystery partner, 
Dakota Kai, the team is back together. They had an awesome tag team at one time in uh, NXT, so I wouldn't mind seeing that. All right, so uh, speaking of tag teams that are no longer together, we had L.A. Knight, and he faced his former tag team partner for one night only, Rick Boggs. And, uh, yeah, of course, L.A. Knight won the match. Won it fair and square. Uh, very, you know, very impressed with L.A. Knight. I think that uh, I'm so glad they're getting him away from this Rick guy. This Rick guy doesn't deserve TV time. Yeah, he's got a physique because he's a bodybuilder. That's about it. He has no charisma. When he tries to do charisma, like, bogs. Yeah, it kind of stinks. So, yeah. Uh, and then, same old, same old on the last match on the card. Uh, you know, let's pull out a tarot card and act like we're big, bad, and scary with my wife. And then lose the match to you. I understand AJ doesn't need to lose and not going to lose a match before going into the pay-per-view because he's fighting for the world heavyweight title. But... Really, I mean, he defeats him fair and square, carrying cross on SmackDown. And what's so funny is Night of Champions, it shows big, bad, daring carrying cross and his wife Scarlett in the crowd. Not part of the pay-per-view, but in the crowd. And don't get me wrong, I'm a carrying cross fan, and that's why I'm so upset about this. This enough is enough. Stop trying to play this guy off as a monster. And then have him lose freaking match after match after match. He's not a, a veteran that should be putting people over. He should be getting put over by veterans. <sighs> okay, I'm off my soapbox. Your thoughts on those two matches? I, I don't even know really at this point what to say about Karrion Cross, Kentucky guy. Um, you bring him back to have him put over at least two-thirds of the roster. He's put over Rey Mysterio. He's put over Shinsuke Nakamura. He's now put over AJ Styles. These guys are all, don't get me wrong, these guys are all veterans and they're, you know, respected. They've had Hall of Fame worthy careers and everything, but that's why they should be putting Karrion and Crossover, not the other way around. They've already had some amazing accomplishments in their careers. Losing a couple of matches here and there is not going to diminish the impact they've had on the industry. I just don't understand why you would even put him in a situation where you know he's going to be booked to lose the match because of the fact that AJ was going to be challenging for the World Heavyweight Championship at Night of Champions. But I digress. LA Knight beating Rick Boogs. Boggs, 100% the right call. Keep giving this guy a push. He is gold in the ring and on the mic. He's gold. He's a star. Give him the spotlight. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, he is the favorite at night of uh, Money in the Bank, so I'm looking forward to that. Uh, let's go into Dynamite results next. Uh, I think it's worthy to go over their results because uh, we're going to do some predictions on Double or Nothing uh, here in just a little, at the end of the show. So here we go. We had the AEW International Championship match, uh, Orange Cassidy versus uh, Kyle Fletcher. This Kyle Fletcher guy kind of shocked me a little bit. He has improved since the last time I've seen him. And a lot of you are like, who's Kyle Fletcher? Well, he's he's always been on the independent scene until now. And he was always like a mid-carder, okay. But he actually did very well. But of course, of course, they're going to let this punk keep this title. And I, I just don't get it. Anyways, uh, the House of Black had an open house for their title, their trios championship. Uh, A.R. Fox, uh, Mad Leak, and Blake Christian uh, accepted the challenge and went up against House of Black. House of Black undoubtedly destroyed these punks. And uh, glad to see, you know, that they're still getting the push that they deserve. And then we'll do one more. Let's see. Ring of Honor tag team titles were on the line on Dynamite. Lucha Brothers versus Claudio and Willer Yuta. This was a match that the week before... Uh, Phoenix and Claudio wrestled, and whoever won the match would get a shot at the other's title. So, of course, Claudio won the match. Uh, however, the Lucha Brothers did retain their championship. I'm so glad they did. I was so worried that uh, they were going to drop their Ring of Honor titles because Claudio and Willer Yuta are headed into this uh, major match tonight, uh, double or nothing, but 
the real the the right people won the match. Lucha Brothers still your Ring of Honor tag team champions. All right, sir, your thoughts on those three? Yeah, some good matches on Dynamite. I, I'm also happy that the Lucha Brothers retain the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Championships. Now was not the right time to have them drop the belts. You need to have more of a buildup for that to happen. You can't just have you know this one match on uh, on Dynamite and they lose the belts. They they're a team that deserves more than that. But it was a good match nonetheless. I'm very happy that the House of Black are still dominating in the trios division. That's the way it should be. They're an incredible faction. Keep them on top for as long as possible. And then, you know, I had never heard of Kyle Fletcher before. I'm going to be honest with you, Kentucky guy. But I was very disappointed that he didn't win the title here, the international championship, because even if he only held it for one week, it would have gotten the belt off of Orange Cassidy, who unfortunately, despite his popularity, I've just grown tired of his gimmick. It's time to put the championship on someone else. So this was the first time you've seen uh, Kyle Fletcher. What did you think about him? Like I said, I, having never watched a match of his before, he impressed me. And I look forward to seeing what he continues to do in the future. He, he is definitely a champion, uh, as champion material. He, uh, I, I am telling you, if you get a chance to go back and what I'm talking, not a long time, six months ago, he has improved so much. And I heard that uh, uh, Christopher Daniels took him under his wing and I heard that a while back, and uh, you can kind of see some similarity a little bit there. So I kind of believe that. So uh, good for you, Christopher Daniels, stepping up and helping out the rookies. All right, then we had uh, Taya Valkyrie versus Lady Frost. Taya won the match, of course. She's headed into double or nothing uh, tonight uh, for a title match against uh, Jill. And, of course, she won the match. I mean, that was a no-brainer. We had Roderick Strong versus Daniel Garcia. Roderick Strong actually won this match. Uh, I like Roderick Strong. However, you just put him over. I mean, Jer Chris Jericho just put him over because Adam Cole interfered the week before. And now you're having him take out Daniel Garcia. And Garcia really needs a, he needs a push right now, I think. And he's a former uh, pure champion. And, uh, yeah, I mean, Roger Strong's great. Don't get me wrong. But he's still, I mean, he's got to pay some dues. He just walked in the door at AEW. That's just my thought. And then we had, and I want to bring up something real quick. That was the last match. But Adam Cole and Chris Jericho had a contract signing. And lo and behold, guess who's elite? Sabu is on the Adam Cole and Roderick Strong team. Backing them up at a double or nothing. And wow, it was amazing seeing him. I don't think we're going to see him actually in the ring. He's going to be like a more of a managerial promo type role. But still glad he's a part of the game. Uh, one of the craziest and most entertaining wrestlers ECW had to offer back in the day. And uh, glad to see him on AEW. Uh, your thoughts on those three, sir? You know... Um, Taya Valkyrie, glad she picked up the victory. And I'm telling you right now, I'm going to pull a Kentucky guy tonight. If she doesn't beat Jade Cargill for the TBS championship, I am going to hurl my remote at the television because she deserves this title. 100% deserves it. Roderick Strong, I'm always glad to see him pick up a victory on TV. Daniel Garcia, you know what? Still a great talent. Still hung in there pretty well with the Messiah of the backbreaker but just was not good enough to topple Roderick Strong in this case. And, you know, the Sabu reveal, it was an interesting one, Kentucky guy. Personally, I would have preferred somebody like Lance Storm or Bret Hart as the special enforcer because they have more history with guys like Chris Jericho and Adam Cole, even though there's that ECW connection between Sabu and uh, Chris Jericho. I just wanted something else who had a little bit more of a personal connection to both guys. I'm not upset about the Sabu reveal, but, you know, it, it just um, creates some more uncertainty for that unsanctioned match at double or nothing, which is always good. You never know what way it's going to go. 
Yeah, I don't know how much more personal you can get than Chris Jericho directing traffic and having Adam Cole's uh, girlfriend beat up for Baker. <laughs> so I know what you're saying, kind of, but I don't know who would be that person. Did you have somebody in mind that you're referring to when you say, you know, that more of a personal connection of both? Well, like I said, I would have said somebody like maybe Lance Storm or Bret Hart because of the fact that Jericho trained at Stu Hart's dungeon, you know, along with Lance Storm and obviously Bret Hart, member of the Hart family. I see what you mean. Bring somebody more that that would hurt Chris Jericho more. Kind of feel like he's being betrayed, I guess, right? Yeah, exactly. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, I think Sabu was brought in mainly for like a shock shock factor. So, uh, yeah, I'm still happy to see Sabu back on television. So, uh, let's see. Here we go. Night of Champions. Night of Champions results. Uh, so, let's talk about this. So, uh, first of all, this pay-per-view, I have to tell you, uh, was better than I thought it was going to be. And I actually think it was better than Backlash. Backlash, as you guys know, let me down. And I think that uh, Night of Champions, actually, even though it was in Saudi Arabia, it was uh, not a bad overall pay-per-view. What's your thoughts overall on Night of Champions? I would agree, Kentucky guy. I felt like it delivered overall. I have to give WWE props for putting on a good show. Absolutely. Okay, Radio Free Pro Wrestling Podcast. Uh, I had the opportunity to go on there. Sorry, I, I just, for some reason, I have a hard time remembering that name. <laughs> so I had to look it up. But it's Radio Free Pro Wrestling. I originally said it was FM something, and I totally blotched it, so uh, the name of the guy's podcast. But anyways, his name's Sean, and uh, I had a real interesting podcast show with him a lot of fun we went over the results of diner champions and uh you get a chance that's going to be airing on his podcast on wednesday the results show so check that out but let's get into night of champions the w very first match which surprised me <laughs> it surprised me that it was going to be the first match was the wwe world and by the way the rest of these matches are not in any particular order uh WWE World Heavyweight Championship match. AJ Styles versus Seth Rollins. Great match. These guys put on a clinic. Really, like, the right person won. There was no big shenanigans or anything. It's just a straight-up two guys who are first ballot Hall of Famers, and they put on a show. They never let us down, and they didn't here. Uh, Donnie, you picked, uh, Mr. Cage, you picked Seth Rollins to win. Uh, Kentucky guy picked Seth Rollins to win. And the new WWE World Heavyweight Champion, breaking and making history, Seth Rollins actually won. And, man, I was overjoyed. Overjoyed. I thought it was great. We'll, we'll give you a chance here, Mr. Cage, to talk about that match. Let's talk about one more uh, for time purposes. There was a singles match. It was announced at the press conference before the match that Cody Rhodes' his arm was broke by Brock Lesnar. Once again, remember, this is for storyline. Brock Lesnar versus Cody Rhodes. Mr. Cage picked Brock Lesnar to win. Kentucky guy picked Brock Lesnar to win. And, of course, your winner, because he's got a, a broken freaking neck, man, or arm, man, Brock Lesnar wins the match. Cody Rhodes looks tough. Not needed, though. Not needed. We already know how tough Cody Rhodes is. He wrestled with an actual injury in Hell in a Cell, the pectoral injury. They did not need this to be a part of the storyline. He could have lost this match gracefully and not had not do this arm-broken skit. It wasn't needed, but of course, it came into play. He actually passed out in the Camaro lock, and Brock Lesnar is your winner. Your thoughts on those two matches, sir? Well, I think they both definitely lived up to expectations. Glad to see that our predictions were both right, Kentucky guy. I personally felt that with the World Heavyweight Championship match, it was a win-win situation for the audience. Even though we both predicted Seth Rollins to win and both wanted him to win, had AJ Styles won, 
it wouldn't have been like that was a slap in the face to the audience because AJ is still an amazing, amazing wrestler, Hall of Fame-worthy career. But the right guy won, and I'm very happy to see Seth as the new World Heavyweight Champion. And of course, going into it already wounded, you know that you're going to be at a disadvantage against Brock Lesnar, and you know he's going to take advantage of your injury, even if it is for storyline purposes. So I'm not surprised with this end result. I would have to assume that it's somewhere down the line there's going to be a rubber match between these two, but Brock Lesnar winning, that was the obvious pick this time around. Yeah, and so before we talk about the next match, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't mind squash matches on regular television like Raw, Dynamite, SmackDown, what have you, because... I understand, right? I've been watching wrestling long enough. I understand the game, and you're getting short on time, and you need to, you know, you need to hurry a match up so you have a squash match. Seen them over the years, plenty of them. I do not like squash matches in my pay per views, even though I had no reason to care about Rhea Ripley defending her title against Natalia. Still, you could have. <laughs> I mean, that was. Natalia is a veteran, been on the card a very, very long time. There was no way in the world. By the way, you and I both picked Rhea Ripley to win, so we're three for three so far. And, you know, there was no doubt Rhea was going to win this match. However, to squash Natalia, a veteran, a future Hall of Famer, the daughter of a Hall of Famer, it just it left a bad taste in my mouth. It really did. Don't get me wrong. The right person won. But I'm just talking about it was a squash match. Natalia got what two moves in? I mean, it was it was it was sad, very sad. And then we had Becky Lynch uh, versus Trish Stratus. I actually picked Becky Lynch to win. I was wrong. And Donnie picked the winner. Mr. Cage picked Trish Stratus. Now Trish Stratus won the match, but she lost the match, most of the match. But she did have some help from the young rookie. The NXT uh, lady and the lady that the Zoe, you know, I've already said my feelings about her. I don't like her anyways. I really don't like her now. But here's the thing. How long are you going to drag out this Becky Lynch and Trish Stratus thing? Becky Lynch should be fighting for titles. She should be wrestling for championships, not wrestling a dinosaur like Trish Stratus and wasting her time and our TV time on it. Anyways, your thoughts on those two, sir? Uh, looks like my predictions were uh, were right about this Kentucky guy. Um, I did say that Trish Stratus was going to win. Now, again, not that I'm saying this was the right pick, but I just my gut told me my gut told me this is going to get dragged out just a little bit, even if it's just to the next pay per view. Um, and of course, Trish Trish had some help. She couldn't get it done all by herself. So that tells you right there just how tough the man is. And I have no doubt that Becky Lynch is going to avenge this loss in the near future. It will happen. Um, but then as far as uh, Rhea Ripley squashing Natalia, I didn't expect it to be a squash Kentucky guy. But I have to be honest, I'm really not upset about it because I'm a huge Rhea Ripley fan. And in some ways, I actually this feel that this was almost like making it up to the fans. Because if you remember last month when she faced Backlash, faced, I'm um, sorry, faced Zelina Vega at Backlash. Zelina put up more of a fight than people were expecting. People assumed that was going to be a quick squash for Rhea Ripley, but Zelina Vega put up much more of a fight than people were expecting. This match, they did the opposite. We figured, all right, Rhea's going to win this match, but Natalia's going to put up a good fight. And Rhea just made short work of her. So in some ways, I kind of applaud WWE for going against our expectations. You would applaud something like that. She's a veteran and a future Hall of Famer. If you're going to do a squash match, do it against a nobody, a jobber, a mid-carder. She's former uh, champion, by the way, several times. I, I don't know. I, I just don't. Uh. Anyways, here's something that's going to... Actually, you know what? Got to play a little music before I talk about this one. This one made my night. Yeah. Oh, 
Raw Women's Championship match. Ponytail girl, Bianca Belair. Been a champion for way too long, I think. She went against Asuka. Not just any Asuka, but Hill Asuka. Kentucky guy picked the new Raw Women's Champion, Asuka. And <laughs> Donnie picked Ponytail Girl. Yeah, too bad, so sad. Finally, we've got a new champion on SmackDown with the Raw title. <laughs> well, we got a new champion. And I like this Asuka. I like how she did this. This reminds me when she was with Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, I, I really, really liked how she won the match with the mist on her fingers. Everything was everything about this just felt right. And if there was going to be one title to change this pay-per-view, I'm glad that it was that title. I am so happy. I'm so overjoyed. I've, I've, uh, you guys wait till you hear me right after. <laughs> If you guys get a chance to go listen to that podcast I did on Wednesday, uh, I was so happy. Uh, I'm the same guy no matter if we're on this show or any other show. So bye-bye, ponytail girl. Bye-bye. Go slap your butt and get out of the ring. Asuka, new Raw Women's Champion. And then we had the Intercontinental Championship match. Uh, Gunther, defending champion against Mustafa Ali. You're a winner, of course. Gunther. Now, he did... Boy, you know, Gunther is getting to be like a Chris Jericho and uh, who's a, uh, Kevin Owens, who he can make just about anybody look good that he wrestles with. And that really, that's a true sign of a superstar. And uh, Gunther's, I mean, he's going to be world champion probably within the next year or so. Uh, he, he's just amazing. And uh, he won this match. We both picked him to win, and he did. And, uh, yeah, sir, your thoughts on your little Bianca Belair and the ring general? Oh, you know, well, congrats to Asuka. Definitely a well-deserved victory. I've always been an Asuka fan, so I'm certainly disappointed that I picked the wrong winner, but I'm not disappointed in the result. Congrats to Asuka. Bianca Belair fans out there, you know, very unfortunate, but she's been the champ for over a year. It was time to switch it up. So she'll have plenty of opportunities. So don't get too upset about it. Um, the ring general, glad to see that he retained his intercontinental title, the title that he is using to restore dignity to our great sport. But it was cool to see Mustafa, Mustafa Ali put up a fight at least. But uh, the end result, there was never a doubt. Yeah, and I'm just wondering uh, if Mustafa Ali, I, I you know, I, for some reason, I never really paid attention to it until he until his entrance. But he is, uh, I think he's 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 an Arabian. I know he's from Chicago, Illinois, but I think he's like, I think he's fit. Let's put it this way: he seemed to fit in there. So maybe that's why he won the battle royal. I don't know. But uh, once again, he was he was overmatched, and he hasn't won a match, a true match, and I don't know how long. And I just, I know that Gunther made him look okay in the match, but really, I, I still think that it was a slap in the face to Gunther to have to face someone of that lower caliber. Just my thoughts. Now, we get to the main event. The undisputed WWE Tag Team Championship match with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn defending their titles against Roman Reigns and Solo Sokoa. Now, one thing about this is, this is the first time Sami Zayn has been to a pay, uh, pay-per-view in Saudi Arabia. The reason why is Sami Zayn is Syrian. He's from Syria. and Or he's got, he's got Syrian in him. He's from Canada. I really don't under one of his parents is Syrian, the other one's Canada, okay? Uh so anyways, he they were afraid for his life. I always thought it was political and religious reasons why he didn't go over there. And then I finally they finally released the truth and they were afraid for his life because there was a a thing in that country to where they were at war with Syria and Syrians 
and they actually were assassinating them and so forth. That's why he'd never been there before. Now, that's all over with between the two countries, at least for right now. So Sami Zayn actually got to fly in and, you know, <laughs> defend his title in Saudi Arabia. What I loved about it was, first of all, I had no idea that Sami Zayn could speak Arabic. <laughs> that that kind of shocked me. But the ovation that he got, I'm thinking he got a bigger ovation there than he did in Canada. I mean, that was something else when he walked out there. And what do you do if you're his partner like Kevin Owens? You just look and smile. And that's all he could do. And I, I just, I thought that was fantastic. I'm a Sami Zayn fan. I think he has helped carry the WWE over the last year with this amazing storyline with the bloodline. And uh, I was just happy to see that. Now, this match was a good match. It really was. It was a back and forth, uh, hard-hitting, action-packed match. A lot of drama. A lot of drama at the end. The Usos show up, and they go to super kick Kevin Owens. And he moves out of the way, and oops, they super kick solo. Roman Reigns sees them kicking, super kicking, uh, double super kick on solo, gets in the ring. He's not happy at all, and he starts to ask why. But here's the thing if you listen real close, he's not asking why they super kicked solo, he's not asking why they're interfering in the match, he's asking why are they in Saudi Arabia. He didn't even know they were in the freaking country. Why are you in Saudi Arabia? What are you doing here? If you read his if you read his mouth, that's what he's saying. Now, he pushed Jimmy Uso too far. Jimmy Uso, he turned around, Roman Reigns turned around and was laid out by a super kick from his cousin Jimmy Uso. Jay Uso tried to convince him uh, or he Jimmy Uso tried to convince Jay Uso, let's go, let's get out of here, it's over. Jimmy actually super kicked Roman Reigns again. <laughs> Talking about kicking a man when he's down. Kicked him again. Actually costing the match. Solo came in. No help from Roman Reigns. And lost to Sami Zayn. Uh, hula kick. Now. Here's the thing. Jey Uso did leave with Jimmy Uso. And all this. Their interference did cost these guys. The match. But. 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 Where do we go from here? Because Jey Uso had a look of unbelief when he was still walking away with his brother. Now, the Usos, everybody knows my feelings on those guys. They are the best tag team around right now. They're the best. And they're too good to separate. But it wouldn't shock me if Jey Uso turned on his brother Jimmy to stay with Roman because he had that conflicting look on him that he's had several times throughout this bloodline storyline. So I don't know what's going to happen there. I thought this was a great way to end the show and it, you know, continue telling that story. Roman reigns. Oh man. SmackDown's going to be great. You know, he is mad, 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 mad. And it should be interesting. I just don't know where solo fits in all this because the Usos, they're his bro that's their his actual brothers. I mean not yeah, hey bro, brother from another mother. No. That's his actual brothers. What's gonna happen there? Where's his loyalty gonna lie? Anyways, your thoughts on the main event. It was a great main event, definitely exceeded my expectations. Lots of drama. Um I don't know what's gonna happen with the Usos from this point, Kentucky guy. I mean Jimmy Uso made it very clear where his loyalties lie. And they definitely do not lie with the bloodline any longer. What's going to happen with Jay Uso, who he's going to side with ultimately, that's still up in the air. We're, I'm sure, going to find out more on SmackDown this week. But uh, And then, like you said, where, where, where are Solo's loyalties going to lie? I mean, to me, it seems like he's loyal to the tribal chief. But now we're talking about being loyal to one of his cousins versus being loyal to his actual brother. What's he going to choose? I don't know. Could go a lot of different ways. Yeah, it could. And it's, uh, it's just, I, I love the storyline. I just, uh, 
I don't know. I, I just don't know where you take it from here. Uh, it could. I don't know. It's going to be interesting. Very interesting. By the way, on SmackDown, I forgot to mention this. Jimmy Jimmy Uso actually commented and said he's the tribal chief when it comes to the tag team division. <laughs> so the bloodline. So yeah. So that was kind of kind of seen. You know that there was problems there. There's been cracks uh, in this bloodline ever since Sami Zayn left his mark and uh, turned on him. And I think that uh, I, I don't see how Jimmy's going to come back from this with the bloodline. I don't see Roman Reigns forgiving him. And I don't know what he's going to say to Jay for leaving with his brother. I just don't know. It, it, like you said, hopefully we find out more on SmackDown. But this, this, this storyline, one thing I can say, they've got people talking about it again. It got a little stale, just a little bit. Because once, you know, of course, since WrestleMania, got a little stale. Nobody's really talking. But now every everybody's talking again about it. So that's a good thing. Kudos to them for keeping this going. All right. So let's uh, let's run through uh, and give some predictions on Double or Nothing that's happening tonight. And then we will uh, we will get out of y'all. All right. So here we go. Let's see here. Uh, let's just start off. These are in no particular order. Let's start off with the... Uh, AW World Heavyweight uh, Title Fatal Four Way Match. This is the pillar match. MJF defending his title versus Sammy Guevara, Jungle Boy, Jack Perry, Darby Allen, Kentucky Guy. Of course, has got to pick my guy, MJF. What say you? This is going to be a great match. There's going to be a lot of near falls involving all four pillars of AEW. But I don't see MJF dropping the title tonight. So I am also picking MJF to retain. Glad you saw the light. I wish I had that on here. I saw the light. I saw the light. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. All right. AW Tag Team Championship match. Uh, with Mark Briscoe as special referee. FTR defending their title versus Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal. Now, FTR, they... <laughs> They did take out Mark Briscoe by mistake a couple dynamites ago, but I still think they're going to retain their titles. Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal, they've had chance after chance. I don't know why they keep getting uh, chances at the titles, but who knows? It's awful funny to me, though. The Young Bucks are not even mentioned in the tag team. That's a match I want to see. I want to see FTR versus the Young Bucks. Anyways, I don't want to waste a lot of time. Uh, Kentucky guys prediction. I think FTR forever. The revival is going to be still champion after double or nothing. What say you? I share that sentiment. As far as everything you said, Kentucky guy, this is definitely going to be FTR's night. I don't think there's going to be any mistakes this time with knocking out Mark Briscoe. FTR is going to retain the tag titles here. Yep. 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 Uh, AEW World uh, Women's World Championship match. Jamie Hayter versus Tony Storm. I, I don't really care, uh, <laughs> but uh, I think Jamie Hayter is going to retain. What do you think? I would also agree. I don't think they've been building up enough um, for her to drop the women's title at this particular time. And also, I'm a Jamie Hayter fan, so I'm always going to be pulling for her. So, uh, Jamie Hayter to retain. Oh, yeah, that's your girl. I forgot. Oh, oh, oh. AW TNT Championship ladder match. Warlow versus Christian Cage. Okay, here comes the Kentucky guy shocking everybody with his prediction. I think Christian Cage is going to be your new champion. I think because it's a cage match or a ladder match, sorry, because it's a ladder match, which means no disqualifications, you know, you have that big freak of source out there. I think Christian Cage is going to be your new champion. Orlo has dropped the belt how many times now? So he has no problem dropping it. Why not put it around Christian Cage? Your your prediction, sir. You know, Christian Cage has a lot of experience in the ladder match, a lot more than Wardlow does. So it's very easy to see how he could sort of uh, finagle his way into winning the title. But... I'm actually going to go out on a limb and say that Wardlow, uh, under Arn Anderson's tutelage, is going to somehow manage to retain the TNT championship in this match. Okay. 
Now, I think that Arn Anderson is going to actually be the one to call Swarlow the match, but I guess we'll wait and see. Uh, AEW TBS Championship match, uh, Jade Cargill, the champion versus uh, uh, Valkyrie. I'm picking Valkyrie. I think it's past time. And uh, I hopefully we'll see uh, John Morrison show up after she wins the title and, and on AEW. <laughs> uh, your prediction. We're going to see a new TBS champion tonight. It's about time. Give this title to Taya Valkyrie. I will be breaking my television set if it doesn't happen. There you go. My prediction is Taya Valkyrie. There you go. Okay. Anarchy in the arena match. The Elite. Kenny Omega, Young Bucks, and Hangman Page versus the Blackpool Combat Club. Brian Danielson, John Moxley, Claudio, and Willer Yuta. Hmm. Okay, let's see here. One, let's see. Two, three, four, four, and four. Okay, I thought this match last year was five and five, but maybe not. Okay, uh, anyways, I picked the Elite, of course. Of course. I'm not going to go without my boys. Uh, Kentucky guy picks the Elite. Mr. Cage. This is a tough one for me, Kentucky guy, because I feel like the Elite deserve this win in the Anarchy in the Arena match. But you also have to remember there's an X factor that no one's talked about, and that's Don Callis. Could he get involved in the match in some way and cost the Elite? I, I personally think that he will, and I actually think that the Blackpool Combat Club is going to walk away with the win in the Anarchy or the Arena match. Okay. I just want to watch the match. <laughs> I'm not really dedicated on who wins. Of course, of course, I'm an Omega fan and Young Bucks fan. I do not like Hangman, Hangman Page. I wish that the Elite would just leave him on the sidelines where he belongs. But even though he's on their team, I want to see these guys win. But I want to see this match. I think it's going to be awesome. Now, this is kind of a different match to predict. It's for the AEW International Championship. It's a 21-man battle royal match. The competitors, so far, as when uh, as doing this, is, of course, Orange Cassidy. He's the champion. The Butcher, The Blade, Bandito, Commander, Lee Moriarty, Big Bill, Ari Davari, Tony Nice, Chucky e. T, Trent, Kip Sabian, Ray Phoenix, uh, and his brother Penta, Swerve Strickland, Brian Cage, Ricky Starks, Jay White, Juice Robertson, Keith Lee, Dustin Rhodes. That's not 21, so there's still a few to be added. But I think the winner is already on the card, and I think we're going to have a new international champion. For God's sake, we need one. And I think that's going to be none other than the Switchblade, Jay White. Your prediction, sir. You took the words right out of my mouth, Kentucky guy. That's who I'd like to see win the international championship. If it's not him, then I would not be upset if a guy like Brian Cage won. Like you said, anybody but Orange Cassidy at this point. Well, not anybody, but almost anybody. Right, but who's your who's your prediction? Well, my top pick is Jay White. Okay. Like I said, second pick would be uh, would be Brian Cage if it's not Jay White. Yeah, we can't. We we only get one pick, sir. Stop trying to change the rules. All right. All right, all right, you're always changing you're always changing the rules. Stop it, stop it, stop it. All right. <laughs> then we have the unsanctioned match. Chris Jericho versus Adam Cole. I'm going with the GOAT. The GOAT is gonna win. Chris Jericho, what say you? You disappoint me, Kentucky guy. I am going with none other than Adam Cole, baby. I disappoint you. How dare you pick anybody, anybody? Over Chris Jericho. I disappoint you? What? We're talking about the GOAT. AW Trios title open challenge match. House of Black versus To Be Announced. Oh. Okay, so, yeah, we don't know who they're fighting. Uh, you know what, though? I'm going to go ahead and make a prediction. House of Black retains. <laughs> you don't have to make a prediction if you don't want to, but uh, I'm going to say House of Black. My, my prediction is that they are going to retain, but my prediction for who they're going to face is um, the acclaimed and Billy Gunn. Really? So I have to ask, where did you come up with that? Just because we haven't seen that much of them lately on television, so why not try to throw them into the trios championship mix? Yeah, 
I just, here's what I was thinking where it's an open house match or open challenge match. I was thinking may, maybe, I mean, yeah, I can see the claim and Billy Gunn. They don't have a prayer if it is those three. But I, I can see maybe them uh, stepping in in, in, uh, in that match. But what about Jay Lethal, Jeff Jarrett, and that big old guy on their team? After they lose to FTR, they say, okay, we want to get a title. And they step up to the trios challenge. What are your thoughts on A? Can you see that happening or am I just dreaming? Uh, I, I don't know. I, I don't see them challenging because, first of all, I mean, Satnam Singh doesn't really wrestle a lot of matches. Usually he just comes in and choke slams a couple of people. So, I mean, unless it was the two of them and Sanjay Dutt, maybe. I don't know. I mean, it could happen. It could certainly happen. Yeah. And then uh, the last match on the card, a buy-in match. The Hardys and Hook, that's Jeff and Matt Hardy and Hook, versus Ethan Page and the Guns. Uh, No-brainer for me on this one. I'm going with the Hardy boys and Hook. And what say you? Yeah, I agree. Um, I'm not that invested in this match to begin with, but even if I was... I would I would say Hook and the Hardy Boys by a landslide. Yeah, and I know you guys are thinking, Kentucky guy, as much crap as you talk about Jeff Hardy, how can you pick him? I'm not really picking Jeff Hardy. I know he's a part of the team. But I'm really picking Hook and Mad Hardy, and I really can't stand the guns. I think they're overrated. Should have never been tag team champions. So that's why I'm picking them. Uh, yeah, Jeff Hardy, he's just the third wheel there. Uh, once again, the guy should not be allowed to wrestle. Should not be any kid's hero or nobody should look up to this guy. He's had enough chances. But anyways, that's all I've got for this episode, sir. What about yourself? Likewise, Kentucky guy. All right. So, folks, you've been listening to Against the Mat Wrestling Podcast. With your co-host, the Kentucky guy and Donnie Cage. Hey, folks, as always, thank you so much for listening. God bless and God bless America.